0: welcome to picks with the professor the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips this is college basketball tuesday february 13th cousin jared uh how was the super bowl for you
1: uh there was a lot of taylor swift is what I would say. uh that was probably my number one takeaway from the Super Bowl. I mean,
0: yeah, if you bet the if you bet the over on Taylor Swift uh, cameos or appearances in mean, yeah. I mean, you, you catch like middle third quarter probably.
1: yeah, like I said, a uh, five year old is a big fan of Taylor Swift so that that was definitely the most important part of the game for us. Uh, what a great game and you know the the line closing at forty seven and a half and mm. the game ending at 47, I mean, there's a reason why. Sports betting is hard. Mm. Uh, The books generally know what they're doing. (laughs) So uh, anyway, yeah, I feel like under, definitely under was the right play, but somehow ends up at 47 still. Uh, Anyway, yeah, uh, can't believe NFL season is over. Feels like it just just started. But I I do have to say, even as much as I like Taylor Swift, I'm going to be happy that there won't be like
0: a built-in reason Mm. for everybody to just be talking Mm -hmm. about her Mm -hmm. all the time anymore yeah yeah very fair i uh would argue you know the sidelines had 42 and a half and so we we were all over the under oh yeah,
1: uh, yeah. for
0: that one and i would argue that 42 and a half was closer to the reality than 47 and a half and then oh yeah nine points in overtime which uh i i thought it was crazy because we changed the rules because of the patriots chiefs game a few years ago mm-hmm. That was such a high scoring game and the first team mm-hmm. got the ball sort of touchdown we went on to the super bowl and uh we've we've not had an overtime yet have that and and even this one still would have been the same outcome under the other rules the obviously the terrible thing was the 49ers you know not really knowing the rules for overtime and that was its own yeah fun thing about i'm like why did you ask for the ball that's like the weirdest thing um we've got a good well even i even i have to admit i didn't realize that
1: the quarter end had no yeah effect.
0: Yeah, people um, ask about the Discord. I was like, no, it's just like a quarter. Like, there's no... Yeah. Nothing matters. It's just, like, moving on. It just changed sides.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's... it's I guess the two teams have to have a complete possession that cannot end with a a quarter so anyway yeah that is
0: we all learned something i, I assume I, I wonder how that would have happened at the half but like mathematically that's never going to happen you could yeah. not have Yeah, it would be I, I think the longest possession we've ever had is taking like a whole quarter. there's no way both teams could do it right um, right and, and with timeouts you would you would never have that situation yeah um the, the slide's wrong, of course. This is Tuesday, February thirteenth, uh, as you can see there on, on the on the crawl there on the bottom. So uh, you know, it is, what it is there.
1: Um, yeah, the person who edits these should really pay better attention.
0: <laughs> this should really should. Uh, but we do have, uh, as usual, a nice Tuesday slate, a lot of really good games uh, to cover here and jump back in and As always, a little recap. I'll, I, I thought about, yeah, because Jared I thought about doing this more on the daily basis. There, um, it, it would just be that we have to do it. Like the reason we only do it once a week is because. Like tomorrow for for Wednesday show, <laughs> we're recording we're recording Tuesday show on Monday night. So when we do Wednesday show. We could recap Monday, but we couldn't recap what happened on Tuesday. So like we will be recording before we even know how the games we're about to talk about finish. And so uh, maybe we should just roll with it anyway. But as you see last week, the plays of the day, folks. I, I don't know why you're not on Discord with us for all the fun over there on Dub Club. The plays of the day. If nothing else, you can go to Black Book Sports and get just the plays of the day for a little bit cheaper. If you just want those. Um, that's uh, uh, you know, something something you look forward to. Link in the show description, just $9.99 a month, and you get those plays of the day. Last week was forty percent ROI. That's not going to happen every week. Twelve percent ROI in the season. I honestly don't think twelve percent over the season is sustainable. That's insane. Um, to be doing that well on the on the plays of the day. Um, I would expect a little lower than that. But I mean, hey, you know, we always talk about. We try to be realistic with things. We try to shoot you straight. We're very transparent. Um, and we also have, you know, you need the really good weeks to offset the bad ones. And we're far enough into the season now where it doesn't, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're not we're not really having to deal too much with that. We have a bad week, whatever. But uh, we've, we've we've stored a lot of acorns for, for, for yeah. you know, for the winter times. A uh, grade totals last week, 14 and 14. Uh, not exciting, but on the course of the season, still up 37 units, as you can see there on screen. a uh, nice little three percent ROI there. Uh free show picks weren't actually great last week. But again, that happens. We're still positive on the season. Uh, and it's like we're about we're transparent. We're not gonna win every game, we're not gonna win every pick, we're not gonna win every night. Um, but as you can see on the whole, still things are good. And I decided I was like, hey, let's have this, some fun with this and make a, a hockey recap slide cool. for the hockey model people over on Dub Club. Um You know, because we joked about this, right? We were like, everything's going great with the hockey model. We're going to go on show and pick three losers and because we only had three games. And so we were like, we wanted to actually do a show for Thursday games where we could pick out the ones we like the most. Hmm. But last week was only three college basketball games on Friday. We did a show on Friday. We're like, oh, there's three hockey games. We'll do three games. And of course, we were like, yeah, we're going to lose those. And every other day has been insanely good with this hockey model. Um, You can get that over on Dub Club as well. We'll do another hockey show this week. We will do it uh Wednesday night for Thursday's games. So that we'll actually have more to pick from and hopefully a better showing than 0 and 3. I guess, uh, you know, started from the bottom. With to- yeah. yeah. Um, but, but as you can see there on screen, everything's going well with the hockey so far. Uh, Cause we have not talked about this. So I have not given you a response to say about this. I am just curious how you're viewing the hockey model at this point, because you've been around mm-hmm. with all these models and changed them from team base to player base. And, and you've seen all this. So yeah. I'm curious how, how you, are viewing this. Uh, I know how I'm seeing it as the creator and seeing the early success, but uh, I think your perspective is probably pretty valuable too.
1: Yeah. So, you know, all the caveats still apply. Uh, and you, and you put this disclaimer out to the people on dub club every day, when you send out the picks that, A big part of the way that sideline is tuned is based on historical data, and we just don't have a lot of that for NHL right now. Uh, With that being said, over the course of time, generally, sideline, if it starts out hot, it it lasts a while. (laughs) And so with the Apex, I am on board with the apex on, on NHL right now, just because they have tended to do historically across all the models have done yeah. well, especially if they start out doing well, they usually continue to do well for a while. Uh, couldn't really tell you on B grades right now. i um, still kind of examining that and, and, and seeing, uh, for example, t- tonight uh, I was able to grab a B grade on the, the Vegas flyers. Knights. Yeah. yeah or, I was going to yeah.
0: say the flyers puck line just, got yeah. the, just, we just got the win. Uh, it was a B grade pick.
1: Yeah. And so anyway, I'm kind of picking and choosing my spots there. Uh I don't have a good feel for B grades yet, No, yeah. But A grades, yeah, sign me up. I mean, look at their 80, 80% ROI, <laughs> only 10 games. Small sample size. It's not gonna um, last. <laughs> but, but yeah, but clearly, uh not not it's not terrible. Yeah, it's not terrible. I, I feel like I can tell tell you that A grades are not terrible.
0: Yeah. Well, and we we had this with college football. We talked about it with college basketball as well. Um that calibration point, there was a time in college football where like the B grades were looking really well. We were like, we should make those A grades. We should lock those in. Those are, those are higher confidence. So we kind of like move those thresholds so that going forward, we can make sure to include those as better picks. And so it's kind of the same thing here. Some of those B grades may end up as A grades later on. I don't really know at this point, but uh, a lot of good things for hockey. If you're interested in that again, Dub Club's the place to be. We'll do a once a week hockey show. And again, hopefully do better than 0 3 but uh, going to continue on with, with college basketball, a lot of good things here. Really excited for where things are. Um, we're going to start off by not going back to the well North Carolina and Syracuse. Mm. And we're going to take the under and because Jared, I have no words for this. I mean, I, I mean, I'm going to try to say some words, but we have always <laughs> taken the over with good offenses, faster paced teams. We have preached all season through 14 weeks now, uh, 13 weeks, 14 weeks, I don't even know how many weeks, whatever we're, we're at. And if um, the books just haven't caught up and all of a sudden, lo and behold, the model's telling us a grade under <laughs> 156 and a half projects about 150 yeah. uh, between a North Carolina team that plays fast is a good offense and a Syracuse team that plays fast. All I can think of is it has to do with Syracuse having a better defense than offense So Syracuse is interesting because sometimes it seems like Syracuse goes out there and decides to not play defense at all. And that randomly can get them into some higher scoring games. But uh, otherwise, I I guess their defense is better than their offense. That's what the the model is telling us. Um, Because what what is your take on this game that we finally have an under in a game like this where we've been just almost exclusively in games like this over all season long?
1: Yeah. So the thing is, is that. Yes. Syracuse can. Okay. We know about North Carolina. I'm not going to talk about North Carolina. I'm talking about Syracuse. Uh, So Syracuse can play some, some high scoring games for sure. A lot of those games. And I'm talking about the ones that have gone easily past one fifties into the one sixties, one seventies have mostly taken place on the road. It's very strange as if their defense plays a little bit better at home. Um, They have actually only gone over this number at home um, twice uh, in in conference play. Well, make that three times. Um, I do not count the most recent time that they went over that number at home against Louisville uh, because both teams were just bonkers uh, Mm -hmm. about a week ago. Both teams shot over 44% from uh, three-point range. Both teams shot over 53.5% from the floor. Um, it, Louisville got 14 offensive rebounds. That was just a, a perfect setup against a Louisville team that's obviously you know not very good. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just writing that off as as hot shooting. But man, you go look at how Syracuse has done all the road and it's just every game goes into the 150s. So that is the primary thing for me here is Syracuse defense seemed to play much better at home. The other thing is, is man, this this like seems to be a strong signal from sideline, right? Mm. Like it doesn't just arbitrarily throw out unders, A grade unders on North Carolina games, and yeah. so when it flips the switch like this, like Alabama
0: is, State, sure, oh, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, but yeah, not not uh, North Carolina,
1: yeah, not 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 North Carolina, and so this is one where it just really grabbed my attention, and I definitely trust sideline to see things more accurate accurately and have a better idea of some of the underlying factors in this than I can see with, with my naked eyes. So uh, yeah, when sideline flip-flops like this, I'm going to jump on board.
0: Yeah. And it's a reminder, right? There's no locks in gambling. We do not know what will happen to one game. One team can get hot and this game could land in the one seventies. Uh, this game could be like 69 to 58, you yeah. know, if neither team shoots well, like anything can happen in college basketball, one game. Right. So, so you know, We always want to preach, you know, limiting what you wager on each game, you know, two, three percent or so of your bankroll on one game on average. Uh, Even though we like this pick, we think it's a strong signal. We think on average, we land around that 150 mark, but that doesn't mean that this one game won't be at 157 or 156. We don't really know. We just think we've got some value in this number. It's a good long-term play, and That's what we've been preaching all season. But these eight great totals is that they work more times than not. And we're getting a good return on our investment. We're having fun with it, and we're making money, and that and that's what matters. That doesn't mean every game does, right? But just to dive in deeper a little bit there, and, and you know what, what you were saying, cousin Jared. They give up ninety nine on the road to Wake Forest. They give up eighty on the road to Boston College. That seems tough to do. Yeah. Um, they give up one hundred and three the first time they play North Carolina on the road, and I think that's partially why we're getting some value in this number because people are like, oh, well, you know, UNC got to a hundred. Right. Last time, but like you said, Syracuse plays a little bit different at home, uh, than on the road. That was the game where North Carolina didn't even really shoot from three that well. So, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to think that this North Carolina team is a lot better than Syracuse. Um, but you don't tend to see 40 point games like yep. that, uh, in conference play on the road, you know, or in this case, would be on the road for them as well. So, you know, I, I think it's kind of a weird game. Um, you, you talked about the home road stuff, the other thing I kind of want to mention. Syracuse um, has gone over as many times as under this year. It's 50-50. North Carolina has actually gone under more times than they've gone over this season. And that was really a surprising fact to me because we think about this North Carolina team as great offense, great tempo. But you can see on screen, their defense is actually better than their offense, according to sideline. And so, uh, yeah, I guess that's what it's picking up on. It's picking up with the North Carolina team isn't really one of those teams we've talked about that has flown over a lot. The Purdue's of the world, the Arizona's of the world, some of Mm -hmm. these Better, faster teams that we've talked about, or faster, or in Purdue's case, teams that get sped up,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that we've just been rocking and rolling with the overs. North Carolina is just not one of them, uh, and so again, on average, we think that this goes under one fifty six and a half. Pretty strong A grade pick for us there. Uh, and again, as you can see there on screen, if you're uh, new or not new, we are now proudly sponsored by BetUS. We encourage you to check them out. That links in the show description. You get hundred twenty five percent burst deposit bonus. Uh, and a bunch of free bets as well if you check them out. If you are interested in adding the book to your repertoire to always price shop and get the best deals out there, encourage you to take a look at them. As always, we appreciate you listening to the words from our sponsor. BetUS, America's favorite sports book, where you can bet on everything anytime. Sportsbook, live betting, and casino. To celebrate 30 years in business, we have the best bonuses in the industry. Get 125% sign-up bonus and up to 30 risk-free bets. So what are you waiting for? Join now, BetUS, where the game begins. 9 p.m. Eastern. There's actually two Big 12 games at this time slot. Uh, we'll talk about one of those in the after show. The extended cut with uh, my Baylor Bears playing at Oklahoma. The other Big 12 game. Another Big 12 game. I not mean, more than that. I don't even know. Uh, UCF and BYU. Um, BYU this last week at home played a pretty good game and, and kind of dominated that one. Was up by 10 to 15 against Kansas State for most of the second half. And then at the very end, just kind of stopped playing. Because, Jared, I think that's kind of the only fear I have with this one. They should be up big on this one against UCF as well. We just got to get to the finish line. I'm hoping that what happened on Saturday is a little bit of a wake-up call for them. Kansas State and UCF are probably pretty similar. Kansas State might be a little bit better. But there's not a ton of difference between those two teams. They both have had some really great wins. They both beat Kansas at home. Um, which uh, at at least as of right now, Texas Tech is doing as well. So apparently that's not the hardest thing in the world to do. Um, But, you know, they're they're decent teams. They're not great. The Big 12 is strong top to bottom. They're towards the bottom, but that doesn't mean they're bad. It's just they're in a really good conference. Um, And I'm kind of just hoping that, you know, that game against Kansas State got to like three or four points late. And that's just a bit of a wake-up call for BYU to finish the game strong. Don't fall asleep at the end. We're going to lay... 10.5 with BYU. Model says you can see on screen that they should be favored by 13.6. B-grade value. BYU probably wins. We think it's more likely they run away than not. As good as uh, UCF's defense is, they should just be really overmatched uh, against BYU, who also has a very good defense, but a much better offense. Kizan, Jared, what's your take? I... I
1: mentioned this last week or the week before that, uh, maybe it was last week when we talked about Georgia tech and the wake forest game and how Georgia tech had two really good wins this year, but look past that and wasn't really seeing much feel very similar about UCF here where you've got the two wins that uh, you you mentioned Kansas at home and beating Texas on the road. Uh, Mm -hmm. So two, two good wins for them there, but, Past that, you would be very hard-pressed um, to find anything very impressive about this team, uh, and especially on on the road. Uh, they just do not play as well on the road as they do at home. Like At home, they were able to kind of hang around with Baylor a little bit. They beat Oklahoma. Uh, but you go look at them on the road, and really it is that one game. Uh, uh, they beat Kansas at home. Uh, the one game at Texas that, that they that they won, where that's really all they've done on the road all year uh, and that just jives really well with uh, and we know how I feel about BYU at this point especially BYU at home so this was just kind of a a, a perfect matchup kind of on the BYU side they have had no problems putting teams uh, a, away especially teams of the caliber of, of UCF when you look at those teams that they they've played um, in conference I mean they beat Iowa State by 15 at home they beat texas at 12 beat texas by 12 at home uh i mean i just feel like they're beating those teams by double digits i i, I like the odds of the same thing happening against uh ucf
0: yeah the uh and again they, they had kids the state in the same spot they just kind of let it go late so the hope is they uh learn from that and they do like they did against texas which was you know hang on to that big lead like they did against iowa state just hang on to that big lead. Uh, they obviously lost at home to Houston, different world, and they lost at home to Cincinnati. And that was a very confusing game, but that's kind of the benefit sometimes to laying a number like 10 and a half. If they're going to lose and they lose, who cares, right? <laughs> you don't have to worry about it because we always talk about how we know we're going to lose some picks. That's part of it. We're only thinking about how do we win more than we lose, right? How do we make a positive return on our money? And uh, so, you know, BYU pulls a Cincinnati and loses, who cares, right? But, but in a normal game, that was a very weird game where I think BYU BYU shot like three for 35 or something from three and a normal game. This BYU team is just so good. Like you see on screen, both really good defenses, uh, but BYU's offense is just incredibly good. Sideline has has the 11th best team and they're just part of a loaded big 12 where it's just, you have no idea what's going to happen. Who's going to come out of that at the end on top, but you've got a chance to see some teams make some deep runs in the tournament because that conference is just loaded and BYU's part of that. I think they're getting a little bit overlooked, uh because of that and maybe a little bit too much respect like you said to ucf because of a couple of big wins but not really a lot behind that and if you're interested in getting all of that information on every single game you can uh sign up on dub club there you go The a promo code uh five dollars off your first month link in the show description as usual um all sorts of benefits uh if you skip past it all those recap slides at the start uh you know make a little money have a little fun always good times over there so check us out on dub club if you haven't yet Wrap us up with Nevada hosting New Mexico. Uh, Cousin Jared, I love watching the Mountain West. We'll stand up late for it. Uh, we record usually a little bit later, so it's usually kind of like as I'm editing and uploading and stuff, that's what I'll have on. Um, I do not know what to make of the Mountain West. Every night I turn around, there's like an upset happening now. Um, this game sets up to be really good in my opinion. Uh, I think according to something, that's the second best game of the night. Um, New Mexico is a better team, but on the road, I have no idea what's going to happen. We're on the under here. Uh, I'm going to call it a B plus grade. 156 would get it to an A grade. And so for those of you who look into the grades and discrepancies and everything things like that, note that 156 would be the A grade on a light slate like Tuesday. You're probably not putting all your money to work like you might on a Saturday. And so the only difference between 155 and a half and 156 is the um, you know that push protection 156? That's worth something. So I'm not saying play it as an A grade. I'm just saying play it as a B plus grade, a little bit more than a B, maybe not quite an A. Um, so it's 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 definitely worthy of a play um, either way. But Nevada's defense is really good. I know we've talked about it before. Because I don't know if it's you or Jake that pointed out that Nevada is a team that you know consistently, seemingly. When they play weaker teams, can drop hundred, but against the stronger teams, it, they really just rely on that defense. New Mexico's defense is better than their offense. Mexico plays with pace, uh, but there should be more defense in this than people realize. Under 155 and half B grade pick. Tell us more.
1: What I will say about this game is, I think somebody's not going to score a lot of points. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be New Mexico or Nevada. Uh, when these two teams two teams played earlier this season, New Mexico won 89 to. 55. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, okay, so here's the thing. Nevada didn't shoot well that game. They shot 23.5% from three-point range, uh,
0: 34% from the field. New Mexico, on the other hand, now, No, I, I, I want to interject. Some could argue, and uh, maybe not that bad, but some could argue, the 16th-ranked defense against the 80th-ranked offense, they might have been putting them, and that was Nevada's north, they might have been putting them in bad shots. It might have well, been... Well, okay. So that, you kind of skipped skip ahead. To my oh, point. sorry.
1: Uh, in, in that same game, uh, New Mexico shot 50% from three and 58.5% uh, from the field. But to what you just said, which is where I was going with this, between two defenses that are of this caliber, which one of those do I think is more likely to repeat? Mm-hmm. I definitely don't think anybody's shooting fifty-eight and a half percent from the field and fifty percent from three. Yeah. In this, game. it happened.
0: It happens. It's just not what you would project as usual. That's like a, sure things like that are going to happen. But if you go off and try to project that in every game, you're going to be wrong a lot. That's kind of a foolish way to live life.
1: Yes, and so I think that either one of these teams is also going to have a an off night again, or both teams are a little bit more towards the Nevada side. Of that shooting night, yeah. as opposed to New Mexico, uh, and so it, this is just one of those things where I, I, I mention this every so often. But when I get an opportunity to back two defenses that are rated this good, uh, that sideline kind of views it, of this caliber, uh, I'm just not gonna gonna pass up that opportunity. And we've also talked plenty of times. Like in my mind, there is a big difference between a number in the low 150s and a number in the high 150s, and, and we're uh, above 155 uh, here. So uh,
0: I just. This,
1: this game gives me uh, – this play, the under 50, 155 and a half, just gives me a good feeling, honestly. Yeah,
0: yeah I would, I would agree with that. And, uh, you know, you obviously have to worry about New Mexico's pace. But if you just go back to that first game, kind of as you mentioned, if, if you think that maybe Nevada shoots a little bit better at home, Mexico shoots a little bit worse on the road, a little bit worse because that was a little bit good luck, right? It all just kind of comes together and you kind of land in this about the same spot. Maybe that game had a little bit of a sleepier second half throwing a few extra points. You probably land right around 150, which is what the model mm. says. Yep. And so, uh, under 155 and a half here, uh, again, B plus grade play. I, I just love these Nevada unders. I don't want to play Nevada under against a good team because their offense is good enough where and they're efficient enough, they do things right, they play smart, uh, they're well coached, that sort of thing. They, they they can score a lot of points, but yeah, uh, against the top teams in the Mountain West, in general, they have a, had a harder time scoring. They have to rely on that really good defense because um, their offense is is more, you know, respectably solid, consistent, not, um, you know, great. And you saw that in the first match against New Mexico, how, how they struggled to score. And part of that was bad luck. Part yep. of it is good defenses, you know, kind of hold them down a little bit. So I like that under there. Uh, a recap slide here for you. Again, you can join us on Dub Club and free shows Discord access. More picks, picks information on every single game for college basketball and NHL, uh, baseball just around the corner. March Madness around the corner. Great time to join up and uh, have some fun with us over there. Yeah. because yeah. uh, Jared any parting words before we have our outro video and then come back to talk more basketball for all of our uh, friends over on Dub Club? I
1: don't know. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tease it here there's also another type of play that you get on by being a dub club member uh, around nhl games that i don't think that we've talked about uh, on the show we did last week not sure if we'll talk about it this week but you do have a third play that is available out there i guess fourth really you know you've got the money line puck line totals and you have one other thing out there that is available to all dub club members as well so you got to join to see what that is or maybe just watch the hockey show later this week
0: there you go there you go nice little tease um all right as always again hopefully if we see you on the other side of the music uh, you can get that link by being on dub club otherwise we will see you tomorrow